Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 174 of Dude the Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Matt Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Ian Loring. Hello. <laughs> Uh, and this week we have a double review. Uh, we have a review of uh, the mechanic, well, mechanic resurrection, the uh, new Stith, uh film, which is a sequel to the 2011 film, uh, the mechanic. Uh, and we're also going to review uh, Sausage Party as well. There was some uh, advanced previews on yesterday with it being in Bank Holiday Monday, so we thought. Why the fudge-sickle not? And, and Why that's, not? Th- that's not a euphemism for downloading it off the internet. I went at five past ten last night. Uh, and I went uh, at the middle of the day um, on Sunday. Uh, so, yes. Um, and it was, at, what I'll say before we get into the film, which we'll get into later on, uh, it was a packed fucking screening. <laughs> um, but, yes, uh, so we're also going to have some sort of... Um, what sort of apps and what we've been watching? Uh, we've got some really good questions this week. Did, uh, we, did we both watch Gem and the Holograms? I didn't watch Gem and the Holograms. Oh, you motherfucker! Right, so I, I've I, got to talk about Gem and the Holograms then. All right, but, well, I but did I, my homework. I did my homework, Mark. I. The thing is, I really wanted to watch it, and I, I said to Becky, said on on Sunday, I was like, uh, "Watch Gem and the Holograms," and she just went, oh, "Fuck no." <laughs> like, well, okay. Well, <laughs> so. So yeah, so I, I will watch it. I was actually quite, I was actually a little bit gutted. I didn't watch it at work today, and then I had a busy day, unfortunately. Uh, I did actually watch a film that I think you didn't really like as well on okay. Sunday. Okay. Uh, but no, I think not a film that you didn't like as much. I think a film that you had issues with. I remember. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll, I'll chat that. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll have our usual tangents and we'll trailers and other bits, and whatnot. Uh, Anything happened this week apart from the uh, sad death of Gene Wilder? No, and I'm going to say, because this is a safe place, what I said on our WhatsApp group yesterday, I actually yep. thought he was already dead. Well, I... that, that's the thing, is um, when, it, when it, it came up that Gene Wilder died, I, a little bit, I did think, huh. And I, I, I had a moment where I had to think, is that like an old story that's come back up or something? Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, no, exactly. Um, even though apparently Spielberg had been trying to get him for Ready Player One as the he's, he's... Willy Wonka-esque person, in, whoever, in Ready Player One, which I suppose would have been quite meta. Um, is, is Spielberg that that much box office poison now that people are literally dying to not be in his movies? Well, I think that's maybe a bit of a push. Uh, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, it was just, it, it was, he was an old man, he yeah, had he was... a horrible, horrible disease, which yep. is a motherfucker, but I, and I don't mean to sound insensitive, but I was in prick mode in work today, so um, I will, I, I would maybe say this, As, on the ranking of, oh, fuck you, 2016, how dare you take, Yeah. it's Fairly low down, just in terms of he's eighty-three. Had a full life. Yeah, he, he, he was. He, you know, he's eighty-three years old, and that, you know that means that we, we you know, that his life absolutely should be celebrated, and the fact that you know that there's so many people coming out going, you which know, awesome. from, from various generations as well, which is the really cool thing. Um, saying you know he he had you know a great influence on my growing up or my childhood or anything like that, which is. Which is awesome, and I think there's a the great thing about Gene Wilder is if you look back at his 
sort of his career, there's almost like a film for everyone within it. Uh, and it's not like everyone latches on to a certain one. Not everyone goes, oh, Gene Wilder, he was my Willy Wonka. There's also people who go, Gene Wilder, Blazing Saddles, Gene Wilder, Young Frankenstein, Gene Wilder, and, and bounces around it, those type of things. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, there's all those. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty cool like that. Um, yeah, that, don't get me wrong. That, that stuff is fantastic. But it was, I was seeing a few more, a uh, few, Fuck you, 2016. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it, you know, you know it, it's sad, but it's not a fuck you, 2016. And, and you know what? If I die at 83, I'm fairly convinced I'm going to go before then, to be honest with you. But if I die at 83, yes, I'd like my friends and family to feel a bit sad. You know, if I'm being selfish, I think that I think everybody would want that for, for themselves. But I wouldn't want, I, I wouldn't, like, if I was in his position, I wouldn't have expected anyone to go... Damn it, 2016, you got one of them again, you know, it, it, or, or whatever year I die, you know, I, like, it just, it feels like that's a bit much now. It's like, yes, 2016 has been a bad year for celebrity deaths. It's been a pretty bad year for the world as a whole. Yeah, um, it, 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 it literally, it will go down in history as, can we just fucking forget about it? Yeah, 2016 <laughs> is a bit of a write-off socially, culturally, politically. Yeah, when when the best thing that can happen between now and the end of the year is that Hillary Clinton becomes yeah, president, yeah. It, when that is the best thing that can happen, then fuck me. Yeah, quite, quite. So yeah, so um, yes. But, but obviously, um, rest in peace, peace. The guy was a fucking genius. Yeah. It, I, it's not. He's not Prince. He's not Bowie. Like just in terms of yeah, it, there, was it, it, still, it, it's, there was still stuff there. Yeah, it's it, you know it, it, it's a, it's a celebrate his oh, life, not sorry, not yeah, not not lament what else we could have got out of him because at eighty three years old, you know the guy pretty much squeezed everything he could get out of himself, and that's you know a, a compliment. Uh, it's not meant to sound anything else but a compliment. Well, yeah, absolutely, yes, absolutely agree. My, my, it's my reaction to some people's reaction to his death, not his death itself. Cool. Um, trailers, Ian. Uh, what have you seen? Yeah, a couple. Not too many, to be honest with you. Um, a United Kingdom, which is opening oh, yeah. LFF. Um, of course it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, like, I, I should be finding out about my press accreditation application in the next couple of weeks. I'll be honest with you, it's one of the ones I am rather intrigued by. Um, even yeah. though it does seem like it could be pretty standard issue. Um, mm. Though, although, you know, the bit at the end... Did you see the trailer? I have seen the trailer, yeah. I, you know, I like the bit at the end with um, David Oyelowo, um, like and Rosamund Pike kind of like being a bit flirty-flirty. Like, yeah. it's, it's good. It, it's good to see that it's not going to be some staid like costume drama type thing where like furtive looks mean so much you yeah know, and, it, and they've all got that digital color grading on them nowadays uh, yeah 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 um i, I mean it's I, I will more likely watch it if people are saying this is one of the best british films of the year go see it it's one of those yeah i, I won't be rushing to see out at the cinema, uh, unless the buzz on it is is very very good, but um, you know I'll I'll watch anything that Rosemont Pike and David uh, or, hell, or hell yeah are in. So 
you, you know, they're both actors that I, 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 I trust more him than her, to be honest. Um, that that they will, it, 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 there has to be something there. I thought you that is, like is, life after Gone Girl. I, I, for what? For uh, Robin Pike? Yeah. Oh, I, I think she's, she's incredible, but I, I know that at no point she's going to go crazy and cut off someone's dick or something in this. Okay. So it's making me a little bit go, oh, I wish that she'd go a little bit mad. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she will. Maybe I'll watch it and be like, no, nope, fucking wrong. That would be she's, amazing. She's dick cutting all the fucking way. Yeah. Dick cutters, a love story. Yes, it um, is. It just, just at, at one point in the scene where she just fucking Jack Davenport's just takes his dick off. Mm, mm. Yeah, see? I'd watch that. I'd um, watch that. <laughs> also, worst title of the year, The Disappointments Room. Oh, I've not seen the trailer, but I was I was put off by The Disappointments Room. Yeah. Um, it's directed by DJ Caruso. Um... <laughs> Looks pretty standard issue. It, apparently, it comes out on September the 9th. I'm assuming in the US, but the trailers just come out now, and it says September 9th at the end. It's like that's a bit last minute, isn't it? Um, it's a little bit. I don't know. I'll watch it when it's on Netflix. That's it. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, it, it's not something that I, I mean. I didn't even see the trailer, but yeah, it, it, just just from the poster and everything like that, and the fact that it's a DJ Caruso movie makes me go, nah. Oh, it's actually it's written by Wentworth Miller. Fuck, is it really? It's written by Wentworth oh, Miller, yeah. Okay, that. Uh, yeah, it does make me go a little bit like, oh. If it's written by the guy who wrote Stoker. Stoker, yeah. Fuck, okay. Yeah, but... I'm a little bit more. <laughs> okay, now. All right, well we'll see. Uh, but that that is it for me this week. Um, I I had a look and there just wasn't really much like grabbing my interest to be honest. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I've got a couple more to add, but pretty much that was that was it for me, to be honest. Uh, Jack Goes Home, the Rory Culkin horror movie uh, that I can see being the one of those that everyone says is fantastic. Looks quite interesting, actually. Um, seems to be that his father dies in it, and he has to go back home uh, to kind of, well, essentially to go to the funeral, etc., and, and sort stuff out. But it seems like his um, mother is trying to make him think that his father's talking to him from beyond the grave or something like that. Uh, and they're trying to make him go a little bit mad. But it might actually be that his father is talking to him from the grave. He can't quite work it out. So, looks interesting. Uh, it's one of those where if there's nothing else out that week, I'll go watch it. But I have a feeling it probably won't even hit cinemas. It'll probably just get a VOD release. Um, Cardboard Boxer, uh, Thomas Hayden Church and Terence Howard film. Uh, I think Boyd Holbrook's in it as well, actually, um, where he plays a uh, a literate uh, bum, essentially, uh, who is trying to get his life back on track or even on a fucking track. Uh, looks all right, but it's directed by somebody. Who I, I, I they probably directed something really fucking good, but when it came up, I thought that name don't ring a bell. That. But it says from acclaimed director. And it's a little bit like the, you know, the trailer for um, Don't Breathe, which looks like a, a fun movie, don't get me wrong. But it says from visionary director. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. is he really a fucking visionary director? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Penny Alvarez, is, it, is, is he that visionary? What do you do? The Evil Dead remake and 
I can't even remember what else it was he did. That, that, that's literally the only full-length feature he's done so far. Well, he's not fucking visioning, is he? <laughs> fucking faker. Um, and a dog's purpose. Right. What? A dog's purpose. That's Dennis Quaid. <laughs> right. What I can work out from the trailer of this movie, right, is that dogs, right, re- are constantly reincarnated as other dogs. So, um, yeah, so when you're a dog, the dog is a dog and it knows it's a dog, etc., 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 and it knows what's going on in, around in the world. And then when that dog dies, it, 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 it is essentially reincarnated as another dog, but seems to remember it being the other dog and it, it jumps through and it learns how to be a better dog as it's going through, right? So, dog in trailer starts out and is um, a guy called... Ethan's dog and it grows up with him and sees him growing up and everything like that and then it goes on to be other people's dogs etc 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 until what do you know it's a dog that runs away because it's getting beaten or something like that and runs it at Dennis Quaid who guess what is the adult Ethan from the kid that he grew up with so it's kind of he's gone back to his original master I was watching it going and it's because it's it's an Amblin Entertainment movie and it looks incredibly ambling. Uh, I was watching it going, oh, this 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 is just looking. This is just gonna be a load of fucking dogs dying and a load of people fucking crying about dogs dying. And it's a uh, Lasse Hallstrom movie. Uh, and then it finished. The trailer finished. And I went, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> Despite the Lasse fact that Hallstrom loves dogs, he does love dogs. I actually th- finished that. I thought, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. One Sunday morning, I'm going to watch that. <laughs> so, yeah, but Dennis Quaid. It can't be that bad if it's got Dennis Quaid, isn't it? It's my theorem. Yeah, that's, so, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's always that. So, yes, uh, so there's, there's, there's that. But, but that's that's it for what I watched for trailers this week. Um, so, Mechanic Resurrection. Should we get into that first? Oh, and then we'll we do, do... Can we do Sausage Party? All right, we'll do I Sausage Party it, then. I want to get it. Done. You've got some shit to get off your yeah. chest. So, uh, Sausage Party is directed by uh, Conrad Vernon and Greg uh, Tannen. Uh, written by uh, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, uh, and a couple of other people. Uh, and Kyle Hunter and Ariel Schiffer. Uh, it stars all the voices of uh, Seth Rogen, Kirsten Wig, Jonah Hill, Bill Hader, Michael Sarah, James Franco, Danny McBride, Craig Robinson, Paul Rudd, Nick Kroll. Edward Norton, Selma Hayek, and a few other people that you might recognise, or their voices you might recognise. Um, essentially, the best way to describe it is it's set in a supermarket. The majority of it is set in a supermarket called Shopwells, where the the food produce are kind of sentinel, and they live on, they kind of exist on another dimension, and they think that when people buy them, it is going to the great beyond, and that people are gods, and that they are choosing them and taking them on to a better place. So, Seth Rogen plays a sausage on a hot dog named Frank, and Kirsten Wig plays a hot dog bun named, what's she called again? Brenda. Brenda. Brenda Bunsen, of course. Uh, they essentially are wanting to be together, uh, and they get picked together, and we'll get into the rest as it goes, because I don't need to do this much fucking synopsis for this movie, because... Let's face it, it's not difficult to work out what goes on. Uh, it very much is uh, an adult 
uh, animated feature. So, Ian, what do you think of Sausage Party? Yeah, right. So, um, I was in the mood for this. Not a massive. You were actually. Yeah, not a massive fan of the marketing, but. I like This Is The End, I like The Interview, I liked pretty much everything Seth Rogen's done. Even the one with Barbra Streisand, uh, I wasn't that... I, I, I was fine with. Oh, the, um... Oh, shit, the, the one where the idea about the cleaning solution. Yeah, the something or other. I can't remember. I, 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 like, I like that. Yeah, yeah, it was alright. Um, what the fuck was that called? But I'll, I'll find out, you can go. Okay. And... I had spent the day yesterday... The guilt trip. The guilt trip, that was it. I'd spent the... That, that was it, well done. I, I spent the day yesterday at a wedding where I was a des, I, I was essentially driving. So I was running around after Lottie pretty much all day. Um, and I was very in the mood for an hour and a half of just chilling out, having some laughs... Ending the bank holiday weekend on a high. Went to a five past ten screening, with, and I don't usually go to show, showings that late. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm more a daytime cinema kind of person because I'm not a fan yeah. of big audiences. I'm exactly the same. I don't like going to the cinema after twelve o'clock if I can help it. There you go. Um, and yeah, it's interesting that this film is aimed at adults. Um, it's a fifteen. And it's R-rated, and it feels like it's basically shutting out what its primary audience should be. This is a film for 12-year-old boys, apart from a couple of scenes where it tries to be clever. But when you're trying to be clever, and also doing the jokes that are in this film, not having it. No. Fail. Um... But I laughed twice. In an hour and a half, I laughed twice. And it wasn't me trying not to laugh. I wanted to like it really badly. Which, 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 which two bits did you laugh at? Okay, so all spoilers all the time. All spoilers all the time. Weirdly, I didn't laugh the first time this happened, where the first time it was mentioned. But when they, they're talking about, like, different aisles adapting the, the, the song and whatnot, yeah. and they're talking about exterminating the juice, but then, yeah. but the, the, the juice is really nice, they're really friendly, I don't know why they hate the juice so much, that made me laugh. I like the <laughs> idea of friendly juice. Um, and I also laughed when, uh, in the orgy scene at the end, where... Seth Rogen's character kind of put himself through four of the male characters. Yeah. The, 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 the strap-on scene. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> for, a, for a film that throws this many fucking jokes at you, that was the two bits that got you. <laughs> yeah. Funny juice and strap-on. <laughs> um, it looks like shit. It looks what, 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 horrible. What do you expect when essentially you're fucking slave driving your animators? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's that as well. I mean, like, because yeah, not a lot's been made of that. I don't think. No, not nearly enough. Like, not the nearly fact enough. That, no. and, and apparently, it's not just 
bobbins, but like no, it's, in, it's... Eight people have independently verified that yes, it was a low budget, but that came at a cost, and that was basically driving the animators to have nervous breakdowns. Well, apparently they were literally told by the directors, and this is the, apparently this this is actually being confirmed by people, uh, and it's now accepted as it as not just rumor as it happened that. If they didn't work overtime for no pay, they'd get blacklisted. Oh yeah, they get yeah 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 yeah. I, I mean, it's just I, I'll get to my views in the film in a minute, and we'll get more into it. But if that's other people other than Seth Rogen and some of the other people that are involved within this as producers, um, you get the feeling like that would have had a lot more. Um, would have got a lot more traction, really, because that's a little bit. Can you imagine if that was fucking Disney that did that? Yeah, quite. And, and you know, I get the fact, I get the idea that this is a, a nineteen million dollar budget movie, but it is produced by fucking Megan Ellison. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who, who, you know, yes, she's, and I, 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 we've said before, we dig what Megan Ellison's doing. She's, she's giving you know, great money to great filmmakers and letting them make films. But, you know, it, she could have fucking thrown another million and not even noticed at this movie. Yeah, totally. Ab- no, absolutely. And um, Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And I, I, the, the thing is, yeah, it looks... I just think it, the, 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 the cinematography, as, as, as it is, was really drab. And, and I, I don't know, I just... I was really... I wasn't disappointed because the marketing... That already made me think I'm worried here, but I was disappointed that it wasn't what better. It, yeah, it wasn't better. It's swearing's funny, jokes about fucking are funny. What else you got? Oh well, you know <laughs> religion. Yeah, like there's one story and different areas of the world adapt it for their own for their own purposes. And isn't that fucked up? And, you know, why shouldn't we should take control? And, oh, there's another dick joke. Oh, somebody. Yeah. And uh, there's boobs and there's a lesbian taco. Uh, No, just no, no, no. Mark. I didn't hate as much as you. Okay. Um, It's what I'll say. Um, It's. It's an idea that a group of people who got baked together because that's what they do um, had. And kind of, it, it's a conversation runner that runs on. But these people have the ability uh, and the talent, have enough talent and have the um, the concepts to actually get this shit made. I'm just going to say one thing. If Kevin Smith did this exact same script... This film would have like a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Oh fuck yes! No, no yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent agree with it. Um, it's the problem is, I can see where it's going for with the um, the satire and trying to push across an, an alternative message. I can see where it's going with that, and it is, it's admirable to try and and, and, and do that. And the problem is, it's it's so fucking... The, the majority of the time with this movie, um, I laughed more than you. 
clearly. But more times I looked kind of down a little bit and, and went, oh, and just shook my head a little bit and said, really? No. Oh, no. And it, it felt a little bit like that. It, it, it's Occasionally you get the move, these movies where I have a feeling it's funnier to them when they were recording the voices than it actually has come out at the end. Yeah, sure. uh, and it's a little bit like that. Some of the jokes are good, but it's a little bit like occasionally less is more. Not every third word had to be shit, fuck, cunt, dick, balls, tit, fucker. It was a little bit like, you know what, we get it. It's an adult computer animated film. Do you know what, we get it. You can slow down a little bit now. Um, I thought that maybe they'd get it all out in the beginning and it'd be all there. And then it'd start to level off a little bit and then you'd get a crescendo towards the end. But it didn't. It consistently did it. And it was a little bit like, do you know what? I love fucking cock and fucking ball jokes. I do. I really, really like them. But this was a little bit like, like you said, it, it's, it's, it was too juvenile, which is retarded that I'm saying that this is too juvenile because I quite like juvenile comedy. It's just there's there's so much of it. It's yeah. it's it pretty much doesn't stop apart no. from the sections where they try and do satire. Yeah, and even even then it, it's still coming it's still out. In there. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the funniest bits were uh, when the Nick Crawls uh, the douche was saying things. That vaguely sounded like something, and then that that product had appear. Um, so I think at one point he says some some kind of cheese, and it appears, and he goes, "That you're reaching now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, the the juicing that made me laugh. You know, there was points in it where I laugh. I didn't laugh out loud, and, and the weird thing is. The, the the guy that was sat behind me almost perfectly summed up the movie when it finished. He got up and there was him, his mate, and um, and, and his mate's girlfriend, and all watched it. And he got up and he turned around and he went, "Do you know what? I laughed a lot at that, but it was fucking shit." Yeah, no, I, I yeah, <laughs> I, I thought. And his mate went, "It, it was it was all right." And it, the, the, uh, his mate's girlfriend went, just sort of said, I don't really get it. And he said, and he said well, what do you mean I get it? He said, I, I get what was what was happening. I don't mean I don't get the idea of it. I just don't get why the fuck anyone made that. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I I, I'm, I'm, I'm with her. Yeah. I'm with, I'm, you know, those guys have got it. But it, it's saved by the fact that it's it's short. Um. There are some amusing bits in it. The um, Craig Robinson uh, grits getting angry about crackers, even though he's so on the nose, it's unfucking true. Which everything is on the nose in this film. I, I found amusing, um, but it just feels a little bit like they got a bit carried away with it, and in getting a bit carried away, they went a little bit too far almost and like you like you say there if if kevin smith even with exactly the same cast the, the same film it just says written by and partially directed i suppose by kevin smith mm. 
people would be shitting all over this and would be saying, why the fuck is Seth Rogen and Kirsten Wig putting their name to this shit? It would be like that. But I think because Rogen and Kirsten Wig and people like that have got quite a lot of kind of credit in the bank at the moment, it, it, they've, they've been allowed to get away with it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, no, I, I, I think so too. It just... I don't know, I'm just having a look at Rotten Tomatoes now. It's 82% certified fresh. Which, which, which is insane. Which, which, this which is film insane is 82%. Of... Yeah. It, it, that, the thing is, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't. And I, I, I'll go as far as to say that I enjoyed parts of it. I think, on the whole, I think it's, it, it, it misses its message because it's... It's trying to throw too many messages at you whilst at the same time going, look at my dick. Uh, and you kind of go, do you know what? It's getting a bit jumbled. It's getting a bit jumbled because on one hand you're saying it's stupid and immature and that, that we think all this whilst also constantly talking about fucking stuff. And then you get a big fucking orgy, <laughs> which yeah. is just, which, which I was going, this is, the, oh, this is funny. Oh, oh, this is all you've got. It's, it's that, the thing is, it's that last 10 minutes. That last 10 minutes ends on such a fucking hell mode that yeah. I think it, it's shaping overall thoughts of the film. Mm, because, because let's face it, it ends and you go, all right, I kind of want to watch that movie. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I, 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 I kind of want to watch that, let's be honest, Who Framed Roger Rabbit-esque fucking live-action and this stuff movie, where Seth Rogen is playing both Seth Rogen and Sausage Party Seth Rogen. That's, <laughs> yeah, if, if, they, if they just chill it out on the fucking, on, on the swearing, which I can't believe I'm saying, but it just, it is too much, but at least for comedic effect... It, 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 it's 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 unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Some of the jokes would be a lot funnier. There's a bit where, uh, for instance, Johnny Hill's character says they're eating children when uh, uh, the woman eats the, um, the 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 baby carrots, and, and that's the joke. That's the funny bit of it. You can end it there, but he goes, "They're eating children, fucking children." It's like, oh, why? You've, you've told the joke, I've started to laugh, and then you've done that, and isolated, it'd be fine, but it isn't. It, it, it's just, they got just carried away. And the, the constant fucking weed obsession with Seth Rogen is starting to wear incredibly thin. Yep. Yep. You know, it, 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 where are they getting that weed? <laughs> And when you're thinking that about this movie, no, I mean, how dot how does dot 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 with this film you you could take up an entire day with yeah. speaking about how none of it makes sense. Mm. It, it, it's it, I, I I just don't yeah I, I I mean how is toilet roll sentient? Um, how is that douche sentient if? It's only really supposed to be food and drink products. Um, I, I just, like, no, no. 
Um, the the fucking the the David Cromwell's voiced one at the end says something about his dick being worn out. How does he have a dick? Like yeah, when, like when they come, what the fuck happens? The, 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 yes, there are a lot of yeah, there are a lot of kind of unanswered questions within this world. You know, I it, it just it's yeah, I don't know. I, I like the Diamond Pride honey mustard. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah, he was all right. I, I, it just, I don't know. It's. I get what I kind of get what they're trying to do with like trying to say something serious and doing it in the most infantile way possible. But I don't know. It's too infantile. South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. That's the way you do it. Yes. Yes. You, you yeah. don't you don't do it with sausage party. You don't. This nope. is fucking eighty two percent certified fresh, and Suicide Squad is like twenty something percent. I like it's, it. It's it just shows that the fact is that something is either fantastic or shit, and people will decide. <laughs> yeah, I I uh, um I tell you what, there's a, the Rotten Tomatoes thing that sums it up perfectly. Jay Olsen for Cine Mixtape. It's, con- it's content to remain in sub-lowbrow land for the duration, except when it feels like imparting a lofty message it never earns. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, are you, I, 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 are you, I'm guessing you're shit I, on this I'm one. very much. It, it will very likely be in my bottom ten of the year. And can I just say again, it looks like shit. I can't yes, stress can. that enough. It looks horrible. Do you think there's a slight intention in that, though, in to make no. it look like it... it you don't think that there's that? No. I'm not saying I do, but no, I'm just saying... It's like, like, whoever was the cinematographer as such for this. Like, Rango had Roger Deakins fucking, like, um, advising on it. This yeah. looks like it was... I don't know. This looks like the, 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 the cinemat- cinematography advisor was, I don't know, the, the guy who shot Adam Sandler's early stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it yeah. just it, it is it is shit and I I'm stunned I am stunned did, did, did at, the at, at how this is getting good reviews I'm stunned <laughs> if you just think meh fair enough how this film gets actually positive reviews compared to a lot of other stuff that does it. If this was Kevin Smith's Sausage Party, people would be laughing and like, would just be taking the piss out of it constantly. Yeah. It's it's Did... it's mental. And do you know what? The next Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg film, people are going to hate. Because that's how the fucking cycle works now. Yeah. I'll probably like it. Do you know what? The interview, I would watch the interview 50 fucking times before I watch this again. In a row. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I giggled at the meatloaf bit as well. Because it, it's one of those things where the actual, the actual joke isn't funny, but the fact that that once you hear it opening the song, you think, oh, there's going to be a singing piece of meatloaf in a second. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm, I'm touching cloth on it. And not quite shit, because I did laugh enough to make it not quite shit. Uh, of ten votes so far, um, this will please you, Ian. Yeah. Definitely not shit, 10%. Touching cloth, fifty percent, and shit, forty percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, it. Ian, uh, what are you watching uh, this week? Oh, did you want to do mechanic or? Oh, we can do the mechanic now. Uh, then do uh, what? Uh, you... Sorry, I keep on fucking. 
I'm not. I, I'm happy to do Mechanic now, and then we'll go to what we've been watching. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, Mechanic. Uh, sequel um, to uh, 2011's kind of surprise Netflix hit, is what I'm going to say. It, it was a good film, um, it, but it didn't make money uh, as such, I don't think. I'm going to check that before I fucking commit to it. It made a bit of money. A $40 million budget, and it made $62 million. However, um, I was reading um, a, a thing about it from a very sort of inside magazine, and I can't even remember what what it was, but it was one of the things that linked to it. And apparently The Mechanic is one of those films that is persistently in the uh, top 25 watched films on Netflix, which, which has kind of meant that people have gone, do you know what? It's never like the third watched movie or the fourth watch, but it's always kind of like the 17th most watched every month or the 21st most watched every month and something like that. So that's kind of what's kicked it into being made, uh, getting a sequel. Um, so it turns out Arthur Bishop isn't dead, which we kind of knew. Uh, but he's living in Rio uh, under the name Santos. Santos something. Um but what have you, uh, someone from his past finds him, and we're all spoilers all the time, guys, finds him and wants him to do one more job that's actually three more jobs, which is take out three guys and make it look like an accident. But he doesn't want to do it, so what do they do? They plant a girl from a fall in love with, played by Jessica Alba, and he does, despite the fact that he knows she's a plant, uh, not an actual physical plant, that would be... More well, sausage pie than mechanic. Um, but fuck it. He, he goes and does it anyway. Um, it's a Statham movie. If he didn't do it, it would just end. Um, so, The Mechanic Resurrection. Ian, uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, standard issue, Stafe. Um, I was, yeah, I, I, I thought it was alright. I mean, but it kind of is what it is, isn't it? It, it, it does absolutely nothing more than what you expect. A uh, little bit disappointed Tommy Lee Jones wasn't in it um, all that much. Uh, He's really not in it a lot, is he? Uh, like, literally, I think it's about 25 minutes from the end that he comes into it. Um, yeah. But uh, I thought he was actually quite fun when he was on. I could have I could have done with him being in, in a proper action sequence with Statham. I think that could have been quite fun. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, Jessica Alba, Michelle Yeoh, they're fine. They are what they are. Michelle Yeoh, again, kind of wasted. You would have liked her to have done some action. Um, but the, the action scenes when they came were fun, uh, were solid. Um, I liked the idea of the second kill. Um, that was... Oh, yes. You know, that just... I, I love that. Like, yeah, totally. Just turn that massive swimming pool into, like, a kitchen sink. That's a great yeah. idea. Um, so, yeah. Just standard issue. Stay... Um, could have done with some more kind of one-linery type material out with him. Actually, he was very, very serious for a lot of it. Um, I don't remember the original, well, the, the original remake of the mechanic, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, all that much. I only saw it the once in the cinema, but um, it didn't have anything as memorable as Ben Foster being blown up. So <laughs> there's that. Didn't hate it. Got a feeling it's going to be quite a short review. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm pretty much the the, the same. I, um, I, I really liked it, uh, but I expected to to kind of really like it. Uh, I saw it at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning, um, which is which is early. But do you know what? It was on at nine, and then it was on at twenty past 
uh, 22.5. And then it had about three or four showings uh, throughout the rest of the night. So it had like a gap between when it finished at nine o'clock till like nearly five o'clock before it was on again. So I thought that's the one I want to go to. Mm. Uh, it was shown on one of the, the in one of the big screens. It was it was quite busy. Uh, but the great thing is you know that there's gonna be no dickheads at a nine o'clock Sunday morning screening. Everybody who's going to watch that movie at that time is going to watch that movie. They're not gonna be checking their phone. They're not gonna be talking. Or, dicking about they're going to be sat down to watch the fucking movie and you know i say it was it won't ram but it was busy enough but i got and thought this is brilliant this is brilliant i i'm sunday fucking morning and i'm going to watch a jason statham movie at nine o'clock on a fucking big screen this is this is how i want every sunday to be i can i can have done this i can have gone out for breakfast and i can be home before mid fucking day and um, so i all it had to do was not be shit and it had me uh, and it's not. It's it's fun. It's a Jason Statham movie. You get to watch him kicking ass and taking names, uh, doing cool stuff. Uh, I, you know the, the the idea of the fucking setup where he gives him the file, where the the guy gives him the files, and then he's um, he's going through the jobs, and we're getting the voiceover as he's planning all the jobs and everything like that. And the fact that the second kill, he's only got thirty six hours to do it. Yet you're watching it going. This is like taking place over like two or three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has to, <laughs> because why does he have a swim and then come down three separate times <laughs> like that? It doesn't make sense. Plus, I don't think you can get all of these things in that amount of time <laughs> when you've got to travel from one side of the fucking earth to the other to get there. But it was cool. It, it it's fun. There's a you know the action scenes are great. The um, Statham does these things very, very well, and and that's what you know it works by. Like you say, I, I would have liked more Tommy Lee Jones because you got the feeling like that was going to be it. The, the, the last sort of half of the movie was going to be him against Tommy Lee Jones, or that Tommy Lee Jones was going to be the the guy who was hiring him for these jobs. And when it turns out it's not, it, it was a little bit like, ah, oh, went. And I actually got got to the point of just before Tommy Lee Jones appeared I'd forgotten Tommy Lee Jones was even in it yeah, sure. and then he appeared and I just went oh fuck yeah wait a minute this ends very soon mm. uh, but yeah he was cool in it but it, it was yeah I I really enjoyed it there's, there's some great action and some great shots in it it makes no sense at all but do you want this kind of movie to make sense I don't think you do do you no 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 quite and I it, I don't know. It just does what it does. It's not that long. It gets the fuck out of Dodge. You know, it, it just... It, I, it, I, it would be nice if there was something there a little more to hang your hat on. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, like even like Hummingbird, at least he was actually doing a bit of acting in that. And um, Safe had quite an interesting plot. And Spy, yeah. he was really, really good in a comedic role. Um, you know, it, it, whereas this, it is just standard issue. You have a mission, do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. But you, you get the feeling like this was a little bit them trying to kickstart a little bit of a, of a sort of franchise, essentially. Yeah, it'll be. In, I mean, I can't imagine this is going to do all that well. But fuck, I'll watch it, another one. I think it's, I'd watch another one. I'd watch another one of, of, of him against Tommy Lee Jones. Um, the, the thing is, it doesn't have what they've said, and the producers in the same interview that I've, well, I've read have said is 
the great thing is it's quite liberating for us because we don't have to give a shit what this makes on um, at, the, at the cinema as long as it it doesn't absolutely tank at the cinema. We know we're fine with this movie because of all of the other, you know, ancillary rights and things like that that have, that have gone on with it. We know this movie's going to make money. And it's a little bit like, it, it, it's that weird kind of mid-budget thing that Statham's been so good at that he's not massively profitable, but you know what you're going to get. He's going to turn a tiny profit. He's one of those actors where the, the home market still makes a fucking difference. Yeah, no, exactly. I, it's just it's it's almost surprising that this film in this day and age still gets a theatrical release. Like, yeah, I'd imagine a few years down the line, I, I could see Statham signing a deal with Netflix or that that bloody Millennium Films, like that he seems to work with a lot, just yeah. doing a Netflix deal and having output on Netflix. Like, that, I think that would work for them fine, even though I know they do quite well with their worldwide selling of, of, of these films. But that's the thing. Statham could just probably reliably do this for the next 10 to 20 years of his life, if he wanted to. Yeah, that, that's it. You know, and he, you know, I mean, the guy's in his late 40s now. He must be by now, yeah. And he, he still looks fucking great. He still looks buff as fuck, you know, and he still, he can still do it. You know, he's, if anything, he's getting better at these type of things. You know, at the, the, essentially the the new kind of fucking brawn an action man uh films you know that we that we're constantly told that, that people don't want anymore and that you know that, that cgi and everything like that's taken over this idea and he, you know stuff like this i'm glad we still get movies like mechanic resurrection in the cinema because i want to go and see them and there was i say at a nine o'clock screening there was i can go and watch um the you know i could go watch for instance Pick one of the fucking big blockbusters, any of them. Um, I could go and watch them at the same nine o'clock screening, and there won't be as many people there. It wouldn't have even surprised me if there was more people at my nine o'clock in the morning screening than there was at the ten to five screen or twenty to five screening there, because th- there is a type of person that goes, yeah, okay, I'll go and watch that. And it, it's weird that, that you get that, and I'm glad that we still get that. But yeah, I I really really enjoyed it. But like I say, there's there's not a great deal to talk about because it's one of those where I feel like if if I talked about it too much, I'd end up picking holes in it, and I kind of don't want to pick holes in it because I kind of I enjoyed it for what it is, um, and what it is is a kind of a Bear to the bones kind of action movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. No, it, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. If you don't like Jason Statham movies, you'll hate it. Mm. If you like Jason Statham movies, you'll, you'll like love it. it. Yeah. Yeah. For instance, um, no. For instance, he's a huge fan of the stay. He'll watch this, and I have no doubt that he'll be like, yeah, I I got exactly what I needed from that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, on Letterboxd, it's 2.3 out of 5. I think that's harsh. I think it is harsh, but, but that's Minge Face Bastards in it, let's be honest, bringing that down. The same Minge Face Bastards who've probably given Sausage Party a 5 out of 5. I'd agree with that. Because they, because they think it makes them sound, you know, oh, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's got so many messages. In, in fairness, I could see how you'd give this film a 2. I can 
I can see how you give it a two, but again, I think that is that is a a predisposed idea that action films should be graded slightly lower because they don't have a message. Every fucking film has to have a message. I was talking to Becky about this um, when we were coming home. Well, actually, when we were going to get some breakfast after uh, watching The Mechanic. Um, I was saying, you know, the, the fact is that was pure entertainment. That movie was there to entertain everybody who went to see it. And I think on a large scale, it will have done. The only people who will probably have disliked that movie are the people who were either going with somebody else to watch it and weren't really sure about it, or people who appeared to watch it and review it. The people who actually went, fuck, New Statham movie, I want to watch that, will have got exactly what they wanted out of it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's that. It is, you know, it's the same thing as, as people who go to a Marvel movie and decide that it's going to be a minimum of a seven. Because it's it because it's giving them what they want. Like me. <laughs> but then, stuff like that. If that's not a criticism. I'm not criticising. Yeah, I'm not. That's yeah. uh, a negative. I think if you, if you start off by giving people what they want, then you, you're going to impress them straight away. It, it, and if you give them a little bit more on top of that, that's when you start going from a seven out of ten film to an eight out of ten film. Mm. Uh, our poll, less people are voting this seven. Uh, Definitely not shit, 43%. Oh. Touching cloth, 0%. And shit, 57%. So, yeah. Mm. On that, it's kind of the, the, the middle ground. It's, it's a 50-50. So, yes, so Ian, uh, what have you else have you been watching uh, this week? Okay, I have a fair few things actually. Um, so, once I'll rattle through. Uh, the Jungle Book, rewatched the live action Jungle Book, which I actually liked uh, appreciably more second time round. Um, in, oh, in context, I had less problems with the songs, and I think that what they do um, with the changing of the plot actually works very well. Also, still looks fantastic. Have you caught up with this yet? I've not, no. No, it's, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually, the more sort of, the fact that I can, I, I, that I could watch it at home makes me a little bit more interested. Mm, mm. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, I watched uh, Life of Pi on 4K, um, which looked very nice. Um, came from oh, I a, bet it did. Uh, came from a 2K uh, DI, um, Though apparently it was shot at 2.8k and the visual effects were done at 2k, so you can't really get a 4k master of it by the sounds of it. But um, yeah, it looks great. The HDR makes the the, the colours really pop as well. So um, yeah, good stuff. Um, uh, Life of Pi is fantastic. I fucking love that film. Um, I really, really, really like Life of Pi. Um, so uh, yeah, other stuff. Watched Fat City. Uh, which uh, John Huston from from 1971, I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, Stacy Keach in it is younger than I am now, which is really depressing because he looks like haggard <laughs> shit. Um, Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach looks like he was born in his 40s yeah. and has just slowly got to look like he's in his 70s. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, and Jeff Bridges looks like he's 12. Um, he does look very young in that. Yeah. Um, it's basically a rather depressing story of a washed up boxer who thinks he can sort his shit out and get his life back on track but he can't because the demon drink keeps on pulling him back in 
Um, and then Jeff Bridges is in it every now and then as an up-and-comer boxer who appears to be kind of doing things right. And it's very sad. And then it ended. It's very good. Stacey Keach is very good. Jeff Bridges is very good. Um, but, yeah, it was quite depressing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's... I don't know. Bleak. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it. There's stuff I'd rather talk about, so I'll move on. Uh, I watched The Secret Life of Pets. Uh watched this with Lottie. Kept her attention. Quite a few decent laughs in it. Um, Kevin Hart as a psychotic bunny rabbit is good times. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, not not bad. Not terrible. Not 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 great. Pretty down the line, but I had a few laughs in it, so fair play. Um, I'm, I'm building up. I'm building up. Um, <laughs> pop star Never Stop Never Stopping. Yeah, I, I was going to try and watch that this week, but again, I just ran out of time. Terrific fun. Really, is, is it good fun? Yeah, I, I laughed a lot. I laughed a lot. Um, good. Just goes for laughs at a very, very high hit rate, and for me, like hit the, hit the mark a lot. It's only like an hour and a half. It may have actually been a bit too long, to be honest with you, but there is... A song about equal rights for gay marriage, which basically turns into Andy Samberg talking about how he's not gay. <laughs> and it's brilliant. Um, it, it, and uh, there's a song about him being humble, and there's concert footage of him doing it with a 3D holographic version of that guy from Maroon 5, just singing about how he's so humble. Yeah. Which is great. Um, <laughs> th- th- I, there's a lot of funny shit in Popstar. I'm looking forward to watching it again. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's just... I If you like Andy Sandberg, you will like this film. Bare minimum, you will like this film. So, yeah. I, I, I Really, really good time with it. It's not going to come out on 4K. I'm sure it's not. If it does, day one. To be fair, Blu-ray, probably day one. Like, I'm really looking forward to watching it again. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's one of those ones you're going to need to see in Farker. <laughs> I don't care. It'll pop. The concert footage stuff will actually probably look really nice with HDR. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. It probably will. Like, all the lights and shit will look great. <laughs> um, I'm serious. I know. That's what I'm laughing at. It's a... It, it, it's a do you know what? That's fantastic. That you, that, 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 there are few people in the world that would get excited about the idea of pop star never stop never stopping been on 4K, and it's glorious that you, that, that you are. You're right, I would. <laughs> and it's not going to happen either. No, it's not. Um, because it made fuck all as well. It made like less than a hundred grand this weekend. Whoa! Yeah, I think it did like eighty grand, which is really bad. Um, so yeah, I mean, like in terms of. The distribution costs for getting out the hard drives and the production of the hard drives and stuff, it probably didn't cost much less than that. And they have to figure that the cinemas are going to get their cut and stuff as well. I mean, yeah, no. Uh, and I mean, like, it barely got advertised. It ba- I mean, it barely got a release. No, it, it, it's weird. It kind of, it was, it felt like it was going to have a bit of a push, but it, it feels like something where if it had been a year ago when Sandberg was still kind of riding high on the Brooklyn Nine-Nine thing, 
it might have got more of what is it but it just feels like that that's kind of dipped and so is the idea of it's kind of happened a little bit too late it made fuck all in the u.s as well yeah like 9.49 million lifetime gross it, not a great deal, it, it? it was in it was in cinemas over there for three weeks. That's that's really bad. It's quick and it has a quick turnover. Um, yeah, fucking hell, that's really bad. Um, a film that was in U.S. cinemas for two weeks and was also released by Universal. Gem and the Holograms. So, I watched Gem and the Holograms, just as I said I would last week. It made worldwide $2.33 million <laughs> on a production budget of $5 million. It's produced by Hasbro. Um, and it's bad. It's not a good film. It's a fuck. There's a book over here, isn't there? fuckload more interesting than anything Michael Bay's doing with the Transformers film. I, I don't doubt that. <laughs> right. The, I mean, it's mental. So, story is Jem and her sister are orphaned, live with their auntie who has two daughters who I'm assuming are also adopted. Um... They, Jem is, Jem videos herself singing, and then thinks she's deleted it, but she hasn't, and then her sister uploads it to YouTube. Pretty much the next day, Jem has a Twitter DM conversation with Juliette Lewis playing a record label um, owner. Um... Juliette Lewis at one point sends her the shit emoji. <laughs> does it say this is the and then it's the, the, the shit emoji? No, she does it and then like two seconds later she's like, oh, I did that by accident. Um, but during this scene, it's interspersed with what looks like real YouTube footage of like tense music building up. And loads of the scenes through this film are interspersed with YouTube footage <laughs> providing the music for what's happening. Um, there are scenes where people on camera talk about what Gem means to them. And in a lot of them, they've got the merchandise from the 80s cartoon. So it's like they've just gone out to real world gem fans asking <laughs> for their opinions and then actually like repurposing it for the film. Which is pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, no, but it is though. Like, but then the film has this like rise and fall and rise of Jem and the holograms while at the same time Jem's dad made a robot before he died called Synergy when Jem and her sister go to LA Synergy reactivates because it had some sort of GPS thing in it and it directs Jem 
and her sisters tag along to various places in LA where the father has hidden bits that plug into Synergy to build it. Why her father has done this is never is never explained. And at the end, spoiler alert, when the last piece is given, a 3D holographic image of her father plays, saying, well, if you found this, then, you know, you've done what I wanted you to do all your life, to be yourself and blah, blah, blah. If you had the technology, and her father knew he was dying, he had some sort of terminal illness, would, would you really potch about making some <laughs> fucked up treasure hunt for your daughter? Yeah. Which has to, and she, like, on the, the predication that this synergy thing is in LA so that he even turns on in the first place, um, and then just go on this weird thing. And the thing is, the father does loads of musical-based clues, and her father's guitar, which hides a piece of synergy, is hidden in a club, like, as decoration in a club. How the father got that there, I don't know, but it's like, it's a guitar on the wall as a prop. It's a good thing they didn't take that guitar down for 15 fucking years. <laughs> oh, the club went out of business really. Yeah. <laughs> but, so it, the film well, is sincere as fuck. Of course it is. You know, but at one point, the girls all have this random sing session. Like, they're all, like, getting together and they're friends again. And then they start singing. And Jen's love interest after just looks at them, goes, "Well, that was weird," and then just, <laughs> and then it just carries on. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's a failure, but I think it's kind of a weirdly heroic failure. <laughs> it, it is. It's like watching someone you know is really shit at something. Try and really do that trying. thing. And, but they've got so much heart that you get on board with them even though they're shit. <laughs> and John Chu could, does not appear to be able to tell a story if it was right there in, in his face as like an audio book saying, look, I'm an audio book of a story. Just repeat the words, John. <laughs> but John Chu actually wants to and has actually spoke about making a, a, a crossover film with Joe and the Holograms, the Transformers and G.I. Joe Right he, he, he has said that that is what he'd like to do and that, that, that he's, he's uh, actually writing that and that's his not, 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 not something that he'd like to do that's his intentions to make a collaborative crossover movie with all of these uh, different franchises. I, I, I'd love to see it. <laughs> and I've got, genuinely, one of the songs in the film, watched it on Sunday, I've had that song in my head ever since. <laughs> so it's staying with There's you. some catchy shit in there. Um, it's, it, I mean, it's just, it's weirdly intentioned, but, You'd, I, I don't know how you hate this film. 
One of those. It, the, 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 the intentions are so good and the ambitions so there. Unless you're a fan of the original. Because apparently it's really not anything to do with the original. No, it's not. It's name only, pretty much, I think. But, I, you know, it's insertion of the YouTube stuff. The, the frankly fucking mental plot. And Aubrey Peoples, I don't know who she is, but she plays Jess. She's in Nashville. Oh, okay, fair enough. She's she's good. She's actually she's actually pretty good. She she makes you care um, about it to an extent. And also, spoiler alert, you've already you already guessed this from a conversation I had with you. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson is in it for ten seconds and makes a joke about ass blood. <laughs> See, I got, I'm, I, the thing is, I'm, I'm looking forward. To, my intention was to watch this on Sunday morning, but then I ended up watching Mechanic Resurrection instead. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still looking forward to catching this. I'm going to catch this at some point this week, and it'll probably be. I know I've got a, a delivery on Friday at work, so I've got to go into work early. So what I'm going to do is drop Becky off at work, get myself some breakfast on my way into work, sit down before I open and watch it on my iPad and go, here we go. And I think that, that will be a fine place to watch it. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, um, it is too long though. It's 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 skirting two hours. And why? Um, if it was ninety minutes, I'd I'd probably give it a three out of five, and I'd probably watch it again. <laughs> wow. I genuinely, I I I did not have a bad time with it. It's just it's in it it it's borderline incoherent. But it's got some interest. I, I, but it's got some interesting shit to it. I, like I won't lie. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And like it, it is way more interesting than any, any other Hasbro property. Um, better than Johnny Chill's other movie this year. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the YouTube stuff. I think is really interesting. It's so weird that the score of this film is basically YouTube clips. <laughs> but yeah, um, Gemma Holograms, didn't hate it, give it a go. You might you, you cool. might like it more than I did. <laughs> I will I will report back next week. Yeah. Is that, was that your, your last one? Sorry, forgive me, yes it is. Yes, alright, cool, I'll, I'll, I'll fire through mine again the same, I'll, I'll, there's a few that I'll, I'll fire through because people have already spoken about them better than me. Uh, we watched Suspiria. Uh, I was supposed to go and see it at the cinema, but then a, a mix-up in in leaving the house um, ended up that we we ended up not being able to go to it. Uh, in, in short, a, a clock. A mix-up in leaving the house. Yes, uh, the clock in the kitchen, which is the clock I looked at to see what time it was, uh, said it was five past. Uh, it, was, it said it was twenty-five past eight. Uh, it turns out it, that's, that, it was wrong. It's actually five to nine. <laughs> nice. Oh, cool. Sorry. So, so yeah, so watch, um, end up cracking out the, the, the Blu-ray of Suspiria. Uh, watch that. It, it's magnificent, Suspiria. Mm-hmm. It's a, a staggeringly beautiful movie. In <laughs> um, just how wonderful and glorious it looks. It, it really is just stunning to look at. Uh you could watch that movie without sound, but I think you'd still you'd still get the full appreciation of it. But then again, the sound also is fantastic, which actually brings me something just very quickly. Uh, I'd say where Lights Out. Uh, I forgot to mention. I thought the sound design on that film was incredible. Yeah, man. Yeah, the sound design was, there's, was there's really a, interesting. Fair dues. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was a bit where um, 
and like I said, just slight tangent here. There was a bit where the the, the demon thing, um, the light demon thing, was scratching at the floor. Scratching a name in the floor, you find out later on. Was scratching a name on the floor, uh, and, and I kept having a look across the side of me. Cause I thought, and, and I was about to turn up a Becky and say, seriously, that fucking whoever that is, their drink is fucking finished. They're not getting any more <laughs> out of it. And then I realised, was like, oh no, wait a minute, it's the fucking. Oh, that's good. That's nice. And then Becky, <laughs> Becky looked at me and went, fucking seriously. The drink is finished. <laughs> it's actually the, the scratching of the thing. And she just went, "Oh, fuck it is, isn't it? Oh, that's good." But yeah, there, there was some there was some really cool things going on with the sound design that film. But yes, Suspiria, magnificent. Um, also uh, rewatched uh, Tenebrae uh, as well. Nice. Uh, Tenebrae it is just again glorious. Uh, I like the fact of how light Tenebrae is. Um, when you're going from something like Suspiria, which is all booming sound and you know fantastic imagery, but it, it, it's a it's a dark movie. Tenebrae, everything happens. A lot of it happens in the light, and it's it's still it's still fantastic. And it's 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 Argento when he was still making just fucking great Jalla movies. And this was kind of like a a return of Jalla after um, Suspiria and Inferno, which are often kind of told to be Jalla, but they're not really. Technically, giallo movies. They're they're more sort of supernatural movies. Um, but Tenebrae returns to that 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 ilk, and it's it, it's the the mystery element that's there. It is so there with it, and it, it does keep you ticking along with it. And it looks again looks fantastic, and it's that feel of the movie. It's just a, it's another great movie, and it's it's nice to go back and watch all of these movies you know and when you, it's weird when you're watching these seven movies you do kind of finish them and you go fucking hell I want to watch Blah next I want to watch Blah and you end up watching these movies in like a block um, unintentionally but you know it's great um, so Deep Red will get watched at some point very soon I'm sure Inferno will get watched as well um, I rewatched Ant-Man oh uh, yeah what do you think Yesterday, I, I enjoyed it a lot more on on rewatch, and I didn't dislike it on on, on first watch. Um, I, actually, I actually quite enjoyed it uh, on rewatch. Um, some of the pacing issues there with the um, the third act were gone. I, I think it, it, it on rewatch it moves a lot quicker uh, than I than I remember it moving. Um, you know, it's nearly two hours long, but it, it felt like a ninety five minute movie, which is what I thought Ant Man should have been a ninety five minute movie. But you know, one hundred and seventeen minutes, and it felt like a ninety five minute movie. Um, it's it's certainly not taking itself as seriously as some of the Marvel, other Marvel movies, which I think is is absolutely an intention within it. Um, you know, Michael Payne is fantastic. Uh, Bobby Cannavale's great. Coy Stoll is playing a very sort of, you know, villainy villain. He, he's so villainous, it's untrue. Um, you know, Paul Rudd's fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it on, on, on rewatch. And it, it, it is now going to be up there as one of my, actually one of my favourite Marvel movies. To be it's honest. very, yeah, it's very light. It's very frothy. The stakes are stakey enough, but they're not like world ending. And I like the fact that it plays itself. The you know the you need to do this, you need to do this to stop the what is it? And then Paul goes, "Do you know what I think we we should do first? What? Call the Avengers." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is is great. And then the can I just get a little bit of props to, to the fact that that 
I fought an Avenger and I won. Not on the real Avengers, yeah. but an Avenger still. <laughs> kind of is it, amusing. Yeah. Um, and it does add that little bit of kind of levity to the Marvel world, which has got a little bit too serious. And I think that they're, they're aware of that, is that it's they're trying to kind of try to add a little bit of levity to it. And especially with stuff like the, the Thor um, video that was released earlier this week. Which is very interesting. It is, yeah. It's amusing. The video itself is amusing. And it's also interesting that Marvel have gone, yeah, we think it's a good idea. For Ragnarok is going to be mental. I have a feeling it is going to be mental, yeah. I'm actually, do you know what? It's got nothing to do with Thor Ragnarok, but it's made me go, do you know what? I want to watch that fucking well, movie now. I'm assuming that thing was directed by Taika Watiti. It's not, apparently. It was directed by Chris Hemsworth, apparently. Shut the front door, really? Uh, apparently, apparently, yeah, it was directed by Chris oh, well, Hemsworth. Oh, good for him. All right, fair enough. But yeah, it's it, it, it it's interesting. It, it's amusing, and it, it, it just... It's weird because they're so into the the universe and the world building that eventually that is now part of it, and it's it, it, it's really fucking cool that that is part of it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, for, for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's it, it, it's a little clip, a little three minute short film where Thor essentially is uh, is talking about what he was doing whilst uh, Captain America's Civil War was going on, where he's gone to Australia and moved in with a guy called Daryl. And it's kind of him sort of getting things off his chest and saying, you know, I'm a little bit pissed off that they they didn't invite me to come out and kind of help sort things out. And it's a little bit like that, but it's it's so tongue-in-cheek that it, it works very well. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But yes, um, so uh, I watched uh, Love and Mercy, um, the uh, um, Brian Wilson biopic, um, which has John Cusack and, and Paul Dano as as Brian Wilson in different ages. Um, it's it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a, I it was it's right. a very good movie. It, it, it's a, it's it's a good way to look at. Um, I'm with the Beach Boys. I'm more. I enjoy them and I enjoy listening to them on occasions. They're not a, a band that's that important to me, but um, Brian Wilson, I, I accept the fact that he's a very influential and important um, musician, and I, and I I admire that about him. And I, that that to me is more interesting than um, than a lot of the, um, the, the than their actual sort of music, which doesn't doesn't tick my boxes. Is what would be fair to say. I think Pet Sounds is a very good album, a very fine album, but I think the the interestingness of Pet Sounds, what makes it fantastic, is the it, it, it is how much is actually beneath the surface of it. Um, is it, what makes it looking cool. Daniel's fantastic. John Cusack's um, very good. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is kind of the 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 unsung hero, I think, of that movie. Uh, and Paul Giamatti plays the character that Paul Giamatti seems to play in everything yeah. nowadays. He, he, he is, but but the thing is, he, he's good at it, uh, and he is quite menacing in, in that movie, which is quite cool. And I, I know um, that um, Linda Ledbetter and I've, you know and Brian Wilson have both kind of said, you know, wow, um, Jim Matty nailed uh, Eugene Landy. Um, you know, he, he get they, he got over that overbearing and quite 
sinister tone within it. Uh, it it's weird. I, it seems like a film that should have, the more should have been made of, which is kind of weird. It does feel like, yeah, it does feel like one of the unsung films of last year's awards season. Yeah, I, 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 it should have got a better release. Should have got. It should have been treated better. Mm. Should have been handled better uh, because it really is a very a very good movie. Mm. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, and I'll get through to the my last two. Um, Transport or refuel? Yeah, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fucking hell, that's a dumb movie. Yes. I mean, it's it's so dumb. No, wrong. I I enjoyed it. Um, but fucking Christ, it's dumb. Um, right. I, I need to just kind of get something off my chest with this movie. Right. It starts in 19... And I checked this again. It starts in 1995. Right. And then we're thrown 15 years forward, which would make it 2010. Yet all of the tech that they're using is from 2016. Sure. Which makes no fucking sense at all. Which was kind of bothering me to go, wait a minute, you didn't need to set it in 1995. You could quite easily have set it in like 1999 and it would, and then set it 17 years later and it wouldn't have made a difference. It feels like you wrote the opening of this movie five years ago and just couldn't be fucked to rewrite the open of it so I just fucking made it as it was and nobody went uh, well, Luke Luke just one second yeah well all of this stuff wasn't around in 2000 Luke oh shit I better do this otherwise he's going to be pissed yeah. it feels like that but but Ed Skerrin is is really entertaining. Ray Stevenson is really entertaining. The two of them together is great. Is great. I, I like the fact that, uh, and slight mild spoilers for the Transport or Refueled, I like the fact that he doesn't get killed off and that it's a revenge mission to avenge his father. It is it, literally, his father gets kidnapped, he has to go and get him back. His father gets kidnapped, he has to go and get him back. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, fact, the fact, fact that he gets kidnapped twice. twice. Brilliant, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's good. There's a, a great moment in it where you go, that's really interesting. That's really quite cool that somebody's done that. Where after the first kidnapping's gone and he's gone and he's fucking kicked everyone's ass and everything like that, he's then soaking his hands in ice because he's covered, his hands are covered in bruises from kicking so much ass. And it's like, that's interesting. The fact that somebody's thought to do that is interesting. Why the fuck has somebody thought to do that in the transport refueled when nothing else about this movie has anywhere near that amount of thought? It it's stupid, but do you know what? It was fun. I started watching it on Thursday at about half eleven because I couldn't get to sleep and I knew that I'd just lay there awake and I thought do you know what's better than just laying here awake, not being able to get to sleep, watching the Transporter refuel? It, it is better than not being able to sleep, yes. Yeah, it is. And do you know what? If in a year's time or two years' time, Ray Stevens and Ed Skerrin came back as Transporter refueled again or Transporter fucking somewhere else, mm. 
you know what? I'll watch it. I'll even go watch it in the fucking cinema. <laughs> yep. Because it it is weirdly a six out of ten movie that is really enjoyable. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'd go seven myself. I I had, I, had... I I wouldn't blame you at all that, but I can't get my head around the fucking weird time placing of it. Just doesn't make sense. Fair but yeah, it, it it's fun. Um, I I hope that Ed Skerrin get, gets gets more stuff because he's a fun screen presence. He seems to have fun yeah. being a badass. Yeah, he was, he was good as the bad guy in Deadpool as well. He was, yeah. It, it, you know, he was entertaining and he's entertaining as this. You know, if if he's going to step in and kind of be the next Statham, fine, fine with that. I'll, I'll happily watch him. He's got a little bit of a there's a, there's a certain unknowingness to him that he's got. Yes, uh, absolutely. A, 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 yeah, he's he's in on the joke, but he's not laughing at everybody else who, who isn't in on the joke. And I like that about him. Um, and then the final thing I watched was um, something that you watched, and I think that you had issues with it. I, I see, remember you saying, uh, Better Living Through Chemistry. Oh, fucking hell. Um, the, the Sam Rockwell one. Yeah. I barely remember anything about it, to be I honest. I know, but I still remember when you spoke about it, saying, uh, talking about it, and saying... There's something about this movie is way too slight for me to be talking about it this much. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it, so, Better Living Through Chemistry, for uh, people who have not seen it or don't remember Ian talking about it about two years, two, yeah, three years ago. Back, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Sam Rockwell plays Doug Varney, a, uh, a chemist who's married uh, to Michelle Moynihan. Um, he is, uh, the film starts with him, it's the first day that he owns the, the chemist that he's worked at for years, and he's been working for Michelle Moynihan's overbearing father, um, who is just known as Bishop, uh, Walter Bishop throughout it. Um, and he's there, and you get an idea straight away that he's a little bit put upon, because he now owns it and wants to call it Barney's, but instead, there's a new sign saying Bishop's Pharmacy because, you know, he wants to go to Varney's. Um, he has a chance meeting uh, with a customer played by Olivia Wilde who who indulges in the uh, wonders that uh, prescription drugs can provide and she ends up bringing out in him things that he never knew about through essentially getting high on his own supply. And then you get the usual things start wheeling out of control uh, as he kind of, he finds himself through um, essentially just abusing fucking drugs. <laughs> and so then he gets to the end of it and he's almost committed murder. Um, he's abused his position as a pharmacist but has managed to get away with it because one of his employees dies in a drug overdose and all of these things. There's no morality in this fucking film at all. But it's got Sam Rockwell dancing in it, so immediately it's entertaining. Um, I watched this on Sunday afternoon, and it feels like the perfect time to kind of watch this movie because I I had enough kind of fun um, with with this movie. Um, it is incredibly slight, but it, it, it's entertaining enough by the sheer fact that Sam Rockwell is entertaining and Olivia Wilde is very nice to look at. Yes. 
beyond that, yeah, there is not a lot going on in this movie. No. You're not going to have any, yeah. Yeah, you're not have any disagreement out of me for that, but yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but I, I, I enjoyed it. So if, if you're into... Watch the trailer. If you go, huh, okay, you'll probably enjoy it. If you go, what the fuck is that? You, you, yeah, it's not for you at all. Um, so yeah, that was that was what I watched this week. Um, and we have some Twitter questions. Yes, we do. Really, do you actually? We have some good ones actually. So thank you very much, people. For we 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 constantly chastise you when you don't give us questions. So when we get two or three really fucking cracking ones. Thank you very much, people. Uh, the Ginger Prince, uh, CGP73. Uh, with the sad death, of, sad death of Willy Wonka yesterday, uh, which kid butt still needs to be made into a live-action film? Try to think of what particular kids' books I, I read a, a lot. Um, I, I'll throw one out there. Um, um, bear me a second. Um... I used to read a lot of the point horror books when I was a kid. Oh, yes, indeed. Um, and there was one called The Hitchhiker, which, yes, is very much like The Hitcher. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that because I don't think there's enough... Um, I don't think there is... Uh, it's an R.L. Stein um, book, uh, that one. Uh, a particular point horror is an R.L. Stein so I'll, I'll read the little the little synopsis bit another chilling thriller from master of horror Arnold Stein creator of Fair Street and the Chili series uh, he wants a ride she wants a thrill so in spite of her best friend's arguments Christina stops to pick up the handsome hitchhiker he's everything she thought he'd be and more much much more enough to thrill Christina and Terry to death now the point horror books were kind of like horror movie horror books for people who weren't quite old enough to read kind of Stephen King or anything like that so you know as a a PG-13 horror something like that I think would be pretty fucking cool yeah no fair yeah no absolutely I um um because the thing is all I've got in my head are bloody the the uh, stories that we read Lottie um oh yes you're more positioned to to kind of to 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 throw this one out there because I, I can't remember the book so it's really as well let's get a body horror that's the very hungry caterpillar yes do you know what when it first got I thought I did actually think that the, 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 the hungry hungry caterpillar that'd be that'd make a cool kind of live action movie yeah, yeah that'd be alright man um yeah that's that's all I'm going to say for that the, the Cron- very Cron- David Cronenberg David Cronenberg directs the very hungry that'd caterpillar PG-13 <laughs> yeah um Noel, uh, Noel Miller, mm. uh, our comic book correspondent. Uh, what band would you have do a full-on theme slash soundtrack album, i.e. Queen Highlander, uh, and for what film, old or new? Uh, for the record, my choice would be ACDC doing a soundtrack to Predator. Fucking hell. He's later on messaged me and told me that I could only have one. Um, and I messaged him back and said, I, I could literally do a fucking show on this. Um, uh, the one that, that sticks out in my brain is, I, I, I'm partially cheating, but I genuinely could do an entire fucking show on this. Uh, I'd always like to have, uh, have heard the what the soundtrack to uh, Streets of Fire would have been like if Springsteen had done the the full soundtrack for it, like was originally intended, because I hold that film very dear. I think it would have been a very different and a very 
interesting alternative version of that movie to have got the uh, the Springsteen um, scored um, version of it. So, but I'm, that's not my choice. Um, I, I would like. I know Tom Rilla played guitar on um, Pacific Rim, but. It would have been a, it would have been fucking cool to have Rage Against the Machine scoring Pacific Rim. Yeah, that would have been pretty badass. Um, yeah, like a proper scoring the entire fucking thing. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my old film. <laughs> but I've always kind of you know when you think God, if I ever made a blah uh, type of film, if I've either made a, a kind of any film, like a Western or something like that, I'd want the two gallants to score it because the, all of their, a lot of their music feels quite cinematic. And, you know, the, the, uh, what the tall tells, no, no, is it what the tall tells? No, um, spare me two seconds. There's one of their particular albums that, that sounds like a fucking Western, the entire album. Um, and yeah, I, I, I've always thought that, that they, I can't understand a single reason why they've never scored a movie. Uh, yeah, it was what the tall tells. Um, that 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 album sounds like a fucking western. So I, I, if I ever made a, a western film, I'd want them to score it. So I don't think I'm fucking cheating because I gave one old and a one new. Mm. Um, Knights of Sidonia era Muse soundtrack in El Topo. Oh, that would be fucking great. That would do. Um. Because like Mogwai sound um, doing Sunshine would have been good, but I, to be honest, I think the John Murphy score kind of fits the bill anyway. Um, so yeah, that would be my old old one. So and then so you could have a newer film as well. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, I, I, I'm saying that. I'm saying you could come up with like a a band a band that then come up with like a, a film genre or filmmaker that you'd like them to score a film for. Blink-182 doing some dogma cinema. <laughs> that would work quite well, yeah. That would work quite well. Yeah. Uh, for, for anyone out there, yeah, uh, for anyone who's never listened to Two Gallants, listen to uh, the uh, What the Total Tells album. It's a fantastic uh, album, it really is. Opens up with a, a, a song about uh, a man breaking out of jail, Um and then been chased down, um, and he just wants to kill one more person, uh, so he can kill, have killed 23 people by his 23rd birthday. Nice. Yeah, there's, there's some fucking great songs on that. And then the last song on the album, Waves of Grain, is a, an anti, um, a, an anti Bush song, but one of the best ever written <laughs> in terms of that, because it's so, it's it doesn't just outright come out and say it, but it's a very much a an anti-war song. It's it's a very powerful record. It's like nine fucking minutes long as well. Uh, yes, uh, but anyway, listen, I need the fucking two gallons because they're first. Well, all the albums are fantastic to be honest. Um, so yes, uh, we have another question as well. Another one. We've been created to three solid questions this week. Um, I'm just reopening my phone so I can get to the next one. Uh, 
Steve Dixon uh, at The Greatest Day. With the Carpenter gig coming up, I've just uh, watched all these directed films and reckon he might be my favourite director. Where do you fellas place him in the grand scheme of your favourite directors uh, and what are your favourite John Carpenter films? Um, uh, he's absolutely up there as one of my favourite directors. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty high. He's pretty high. Um, the... I would probably put him in top five for me. Fincher... Yeah, he would be in my top five. Just trying to think now. Yeah, Fincher is my favourite director. But then it's like, are we? Because if we're talking like contemporary or like going back, I mean, like you could put out the Hitchcock and whatnot, couldn't you? Well, Scorsese is my favourite director. Scorsese, Hitchcock. I mean, Spielberg to an extent um, for me. Ridley Scott to a to an extent Tarantino. It's, well, but mine, mine would, mine, yeah, Tarantino would be in mind. You, you know, Scorsese, Tarantino, De Palma. De Palma, yeah. Up there for me, but I, I, yeah, I would say if I was if I was to sit down and actually really? think about it and compile a list, um, Carpenter would be in my would be in my top five. It'd be in my top ten, I think. Yeah, um, and I mean, like, the film would be the thing for me. Um, but yeah, the thing. Fuck. Um, I mean, I think Big Trouble in Little China has got a fair bit going for it in in terms of that. It's yeah, it, it's pure entertainment for me. It's uh, the thing's probably his best movie. Um, Escape from New York is is it is one of those movies that no matter what um, I can put on Escape from New York and no matter how shitty I'm feeling and instantly it makes me feel better that's fair yeah it, it, it's it's I have such a, an affinity for that movie um, but yeah that Big Swim Little China is just pure entertainment it's fantastic uh, the thing is is I think I need I need to watch the thing more I don't think I watch it anywhere near enough and I've seen it a good number of times but I but I will watch every year I'll watch at least once a year, Halloween. Um, Escape from New York probably gets watched at least once a year. And, uh, you know, Big Trouble Little China, I've probably watched Big Trouble Little China more times than any other movie. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say I have. Yeah, I'd probably say I've watched that that movie more than anything else. Um, so, yeah, he, 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 he's fantastic. And I'm very much looking forward to the, the Carpenter gig. It's going to be a, a fun weekend oh, for us. We're making a, a proper weekend of it. Why? So, yeah, so it, it's 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 going to be fun. Um, yeah, for us as well. Yeah, it's going to be cool to actually listen to Carpenter doing those, you know, hearing those those scores and everything's going to be pretty fucking special. Nice. So yeah, so that was yeah, that was all our questions. What the Would you fuck? Like to hear My iPad's American football, baseball, basketball, football, or. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my iPad was just giving me the the results from something for some reason. Good work, iPad. Um, Good work, iPad. Good iPad. Yes, uh, yes. So right, so that was uh, that was it for that question. So thank you very much, people, for uh, presenting those questions. There were some crackers there. I uh, really enjoyed those. Um, I will say um, the results of, of our predictions from this week, Ian, oh, in the God, football. Uh, you scored eight points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I scored five oh. points. Yeah, uh, the hat, 
random chance got 14 Fuck points. Yeah. I know, fucking... The hat lives on my bag as well. That's where it is. It, it is it's clipped to my bag all of the time, unless I'm wearing it. And it it, it has fucking kicked my ass this week. embarrassing. It is, yes. So, uh, as it stands, uh, I believe you have 22 points overall. The hat has 21 oh, points, and I have 19. Wow. <laughs> yes, the hat... The hat fucking nailed it. The hat, I, this week, either got things spectacularly wrong, or it got them spectacularly right. Well done, hat. Well done, hat. Yes, congratulations, yeah. hat. Uh, what are we seeing next week, Ian? I genuinely don't know. I know what we're seeing the week after, but I don't know what we're seeing next what week. What are we seeing the week after? It'll be, we're doing two, aren't we? We're doing Hell and High Water and something oh, else. Oh, Are we doing Don't Breathe? Yeah, yes, I cool. Don't Breathe. Um... Morgan? I'll do Morgan if you want to do Morgan. Yeah, I don't think there's much else out, to be honest. I, I, I have no idea what's out at because, all. Yeah, because we've already done Sausage Party, because that's really uh, it, a big release of next week. But, uh, is, it that, is it that and Morgan? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Morgan, then, yes. That. Luke Scott's first movie, I believe. Yeah. Cool, right. Uh, yeah, so that was episode 174 uh, for you people. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, um, there's, you know, there's, there's bits cropping up on there every now and again. There'll be some more bits cropping up over the next week or so on there. Um, at DudeNamonkey on Twitter, at Ian Laurie on Twitter, at DudeFoz on Twitter. Uh, uh, if you think of questions before we ask for them, fucking fire them across and we save them uh, for the next time we record. Uh, and we shall speak to you next week. Bye.